You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Maybe You're Like Me. We're two parts into a four-part series related to my book, Secret Donuts, A Journey to Getting Over Your Weight, Align with God, and Into Your Purpose. I feel like we have a long one today, so I'm going to skip the small talk, which in any instance is what I would rather do as an introvert is skip the small talk. Um, But we're going to jump right into today's episode. A few months ago, there was a video floating around of a little girl who was getting her hair done. I think she was around four years old and her stylist was recording live on Instagram. And at one point, the little girl looks straight into the camera and says, I'm so ugly. The stylist reacted immediately, correcting the girl, listing things that made her beautiful. The comments blew up with sad faces and words of encouragement too. And eventually the baby started to cry. And when I tell you her little well broke my heart, it broke my heart. They hugged and the stylist continued to pour affirmations into her. It was so sad and so sweet at the same time, but it made me wonder who in this child's life was filling her little mind with that opinion of herself. I was also thankful that someone was there to nip it in the bud, to fill her mind with affirming words that she could use to counter those lies when she thought them or heard them from others in the future. I think those of us who saw that video reacted that way because she was just a baby. We tend to protect our babies because they can't protect themselves. But I feel like a lot of us as adults look in the mirror and we repeat what someone else has told us with the same matter of fact statements. Their voices ring through our minds as absolute truth and we stop being able to make a distinction between their opinions of us and our opinions of ourselves. We speak their opinions out loud and we act on them. The words create subconscious visceral self-hate and we accept it without even considering the source. In fact, our agreement with these opinions can be a form of people pleasing and we won't even realize it. For the longest time, I would be fixing my plate at a function, a barbecue, a baby shower, or Thanksgiving, and I would find myself telling people not to judge my plate. I could be making a regular plate, regular degular schmegler plate with a bunch of vegetables, a starch, and a meat. It wouldn't be overloaded or overflowing. Yet because I weighed more than I thought that people thought that I should, I had to excuse myself for not being peckish, for not going only for the salad with no dressing and a bottle of water, even at this function the celebratory function. I needed to be editing myself to be pleasing to others. I still catch myself doing this actually, and my mind now forcibly hushes my mouth. I don't owe anyone an explanation of what I'm eating. Subconsciously, I believe that I did. I didn't want them to think that I was fine with where I was, that I was pleased with myself in this overweight state. I needed them to think that I thought like them even though I didn't look like it and I wanted them to know that I was taking care of my offensive existence. Half the time no one cared. No one was really obsessed with my weight like I was. I projected my obsession onto others and I ended up on most occasions creating the awkward moments that I was trying to avoid by bringing attention to it and blurting it out before others got a chance to. 
Maybe that's what that baby was doing when proclaiming that she was so ugly. Beating people to the punch. Nobody's correcting that dialogue for the inner children and us though. We're adults. And if we beat ourselves up, that's our business. It's our fault. And we need to find some confidence. And how do we find the confidence? By losing weight. Avi. In my experience though, you can lose weight. But that inner dialogue can remain. That was one of the reasons I needed to write Secret Donuts in the first place. The world teaches you that you need to change to be worthy, to be confident, to be loved, and you can subconsciously assign that belief to God. But maybe you're like me and you know God loves fat girls. <gasps> that should not be a bold statement, guys. When I've said it to some people, it's met with a ah! or pondering faces as if they're trying to find a way to explain to me why that statement is wrong. And that's the problem. Being overweight has been turned into such a villain in our society that people can't even fathom such a cut and dry declaration of God's love for fat people. I was one of these people and God revealed to me that this was something that I needed to understand. God does love fat girls because I couldn't believe that. I chased weight loss instead of chasing after him. It made me postpone the plans he had for me until I lost weight because in my mind, I was an unacceptable vessel. But if God is telling you to do something now, that's what he means now. Meow. <laughs> I want to be clear in saying that I'm not against weight loss. I've just learned the danger of focusing on it, of worshiping it of deriving our value from it and or assigning our identity to it. People will clap for you when you lose weight and mean-spirited aunties will bring it up anytime you gain 1.5 pounds. Seriously, pick a day and keep a log of how many times you hear or see weight or weight loss being brought up in a negative light. From the weight loss commercial to the reality show star to your grandma, your kids, your hairstylist, we have all been conditioned to constantly focus on weighing less. People assign adjectives to being overweight like lazy, gluttonous, and sloppy without even considering other adjectives that might be at play like sick, depressed, or even content. But it doesn't matter what people think. What matters is that God loves you today, right now, just as you are. He will love you when you lose 30 pounds. He will love you when you gain 50 pounds. And that is important to know. In my book, I argue that if we base our love for ourselves on a foundation of God's love for us, we will have a solid place from which to even consider starting a weight loss journey. And I don't even call mine a weight loss journey because losing weight isn't my focus anymore. For me, it's a whole person, whole health journey. I am seeking God first and allowing him to heal all of the places that need healing within my whole person. I pray daily for God to allow me to see myself as he sees me and to move from that understanding of myself, period. But listen, I understand science and I don't want to get to a point where the grace falls off of my health. I don't intend to be reckless with the life and the vessel that he's given me. So I'm trying to be healthy as a living sacrifice for the gifts and purposes he's established for my life. To be a wife, a mother, daughter, sister, friend, um, entrepreneur, author, podcast host, speaker, and whatever else he tells me to do. I want to be fit and ready to serve in any capacity that I am called to serve. I want to be mentally clear, physically able, emotionally stable, and spiritually competent. And that's what drives my whole person, whole health journey. 
And knowing that and embracing what he says about us truly empowers us to boss up and to utilize the self-discipline that was promised to us as a fruit of the spirit. Now, for me, it's not about getting fit for the sake of pleasing people, which I admit is really why I've ever sought to lose weight in the first place. I wanted people to respect me, to admire me, to desire me, (laughs) to objectify me if I'm being real. And losing weight was the only path I saw to getting all of that. But People are going to believe what they want to believe based on them, not you. They form their opinions based on their life experiences. And at the end of the day, their opinions don't really matter unless you let them matter. For me, they matter a lot less when I'm keeping the fact that God loves me unconditionally at the forefront of my mind. And when I'm keeping his unconditional love at the top of my list of needs, unconditionally is the operative word. Following his example gives you the ability to love yourself in the same way, unconditionally. I remember when I lost a ton of weight in high school. I was ecstatic. Not because I was healthier, but because I was no longer one of the outcasts, the fat people that no one wanted. What's weird though is once I had lost the weight, I would pick apart old photos of myself, showing them to others and making fun of what I used to be. Even worse, I would make fun of other people who were still overweight. Even though I knew I had felt how crushing that was. But I see people doing this now. As adults even. Why didn't anyone tell me I look like a Popeye's chicken sandwich? Look at me on vacation looking like a beach well. LOL. Be careful when you publicly humiliate the older version of yourself. Be careful when you do it privately. Even though you're talking about yourself. People who currently look like what you used to look like may take offense to the negative ways you're talking about your past self. You may believe it's harmless and you may believe it's okay because it's you talking about you, but they may believe that you believe those things about them. I have family members who love and cherish me deeply, who throughout my whole life have always been valiant in lifting my chin when I start talking negatively about my weight. They would encourage me and love on me because they didn't want me to feel bad about myself. But I did notice when those same loving people got mad at certain other people, their insults of those people would be that fat pig, that big burly such and such, you sloppy, lazy, big bellied, and on and on they would go. And even though they would never say such things to me, I internalized that they disapproved of me and my weight because of how they honestly viewed people that look like me and how it came to light when their emotions were high. It was like a truth serum. The truth hurt. Because you lose weight does not mean you need to tease others or join others in teasing the person you used to be. Because ultimately you are still that person. You just look different. What happens when you gain weight again? I know, I know you say that you've changed your habits and your lifestyle and you'll never be that person again. But what happens if you are? What happens when life comes at you fast? You have a baby, you lose a family member, you suffer depression, you develop a condition that forces you to gain weight and makes it nearly impossible for you to lose it. Do you like the person you become or do you go back to hating yourself? Don't use weight loss as an excuse or an invitation to become like the people who hurt you. Be empathetic to the person you used to be 
or to the way you used to look because God loved her and you should too. Be sensitive to the person you were in that season. Acknowledge all the good she did, all that she learned, all of the resilience she mustered, all of the lives she affected, even in that state. Love her unconditionally because she is a part of you. She is a part of your story and her existence allowed you to get to where you are today. Don't make your self-love and self-care contingent upon how you look. Change your mindset. Love yourself at every stage from the present back to the past and into the future. We are all worthy of love at every stage, at every size, at every juncture, and in every state of health. Because God loves us at all the stages and will love us until our last breath. Unconditionally. Yes, be proud of the changes you're making. I know that I am. I work out more. I make healthier, more beneficial choices more often than not. I speak more kindly to myself and I arrest negative thoughts that have been planted by the enemy far more often than I ever have. I go to therapy. I set boundaries. I communicate my needs and my disappointments. And I'm finally able to do this all consistently because I actively care less about what people think and what they would prefer. Because I know and I have embraced God's love for me. And that comes first. And I know it's not that serious for everyone. I get that. Some people lose weight and it's simply that. They can hop on Weight Watchers or Keto, do the work and move on with their lives. But if you're like me, with decades of deep-seated, deep-rooted obsession with your weight, then you have to take a different approach for a real and lasting change. So what does that look like for me? The first thing to do is discover what God says about you. There are general promises in the Bible about God's love and his creation that you can use to affirm yourself and guide your actions. Matthew 6:33 and Psalm 139 come to mind. Then you can spend time with God, reading the Bible, journaling, praying, and then reading books like mine to create a barrier for the lies and negativity that you've been fed your whole life. One of my favorite verses is Proverbs 25 two, and it says it is God's privilege to conceal things and the king's privilege to discover them. It's really exciting for me to discover me, the me that God intended for me to be before he formed me in my mother's womb. And he grows me into that version of me through things like my therapy, my husband, my children, and my work and the feedback I get about the impact it's made. The next thing is to identify what he did not say. Take all of the lies captive and replace them with truth. Unfollow or mute pages and people that reinforce the negative things that you feel about yourself and your weight. Even if it's just for a season, if it is causing you to spiral (laughs) into a space of sadness and negativity and self-loathing, then quit doing that to yourself. Unfollow or mute. I don't agree with everything they share, but I love following body positivity pages on Instagram for this very reason. They verbalize what I feel and help me to see that there are people who think like me, who have experienced what I've experienced, who've been hurt by and affected by some of the experiences that I've had. And they boldly reject ideology that has conditioned us to believe that we are not enough. That being there, seeing their posts, fills me up and so I look for more of those because I want to change my mindset the next thing is to stop giving weight loss so much power acknowledge that you're doing it first of all because it's so commonplace and it's so 
deeply ingrained in our culture. It's so almost expected, especially as women, that we don't realize that we're doing it sometimes. Stop apologizing for being fat. Stop hiding. Get in the picture with your kids or at that event or get the headshots that you need so that you can be ready when it's requested. Get in front of the camera. Stop adjusting who you are to be accepted. You don't have to perform for people. You don't have to shrink to take up less space and you don't have to be entertaining to make people like you. Just be you. Show up as you are and let people take it or leave it because remember, God loves you. You love you. That's pretty much all you need. And those who want to be on board will hop on board. Stop waiting until you lose weight to make moves. Oprah, Shonda, Melissa McCarthy, and a host of other women have struggled with weight but weren't stopped by it and you shouldn't be either. This desire to drop a few pounds should not stop you in the tracks of your progress. We have to keep the brevity of time in mind. You don't have all of the time in the world and who's to say that God doesn't want to do something through you while you weigh what you weigh to quiet the haters, to bring himself some glory because other people might have thought the same way that you did, that you looking like you look shouldn't be able to do all the things that you've done. And it won't be that you've done it, but that God did it through you and brought himself some glory. If he told you to go now, go now. Stop being overly confident. It's like saying, I don't care when it's obvious that you do. Presenting as overly confident, like your weight doesn't bother you, like you've never struggled, like you don't want weight to be the focus still makes weight the focus. It's like, wow, look how confident she is in spite of how fat she is. Go fat girl, go. I'm not saying to not be confident or not to present confidently. I'm saying to be careful if you're only doing it as a defense mechanism. And don't truly love yourself the way you're trying to make people believe you do. Because the minute you lose a pound, they will judge you for that. They will call you a hypocrite. They will say, I thought it wasn't about the weight. I thought you didn't care how much you weigh. Now look at you. The last thing is to identify what unconditional love looks like for you. What will you have done for yourself once you lost the weight and felt you were worthy of them? Do those things. Dress up. Go dancing, audition for that show. How would you feel about yourself after you lost the weight and felt like you were worthy of those feelings? Feel them. Love yourself like you love your kids and make yourself eat vegetables from that space (laughs) without resentment because it's unfair, but because you want the best for you, just like you would want for your kids. Fam, God loves you today, right now, just as you are. If you're a fat girl or not, I mean that. Sit with that idea for a moment. And if you can't bring yourself to believe that, start there and figure out why. Writing Secret Donuts was how I figured it out and how I learned to rest in it. I make moves from that understanding and I have so much more peace from getting it. Even if you've never read my book, even if you never will, I want you to know that. Like deep down in the depths of your soul, know that. Don't let an obsession with weight loss rob you of your dreams or your purpose. You are precious. You are valuable. You are worthy. You are enough. You are loved. If God can love you at every stage of you, I challenge and encourage you to do the same. Okay, that's it for today. 
Can you relate to what we talked about? I would love it if you sent me a message on Instagram to share your story or something that resonated with you. You can find me at the Alicia Watson. I absolutely love feedback so that I can grow and improve and serve you better. So let me know what you think. Seriously. And also, it would be so dope if you shared this podcast with others. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen so that other people like me and you can find this podcast too. I wish you all peace and blessings. And again, I'm praying for us all. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, bye.